Hey y'all, this is the Walking Well Podcast. I'm your host, Jalon Martz. Thank you so, so much for listening. The Walking Well Podcast is a dedicated space for women to come together, to surround themselves with each other's about wisdom, to share their stories, and to become the best and highest versions of themselves. I believe wholeheartedly in um, the power of women, how God has made women, what he's invested in them, the strength of them. I just believe that the world was built on the backs of women. And so I want this space to be a place where they can receive their due, where they can become all that God has intended for them to become. And so the Walking Well podcast is about becoming who God has intended us to be. Um, and so with that being said, season three has kicked off with really investing in our inner man, our inner woman, and taking time to get our internal self right. And so we've looked at perfectionism, at self-righteousness, at being the prodigal's older brother, at renewing our mind, surviving assault from the enemy, the process of deliverance. We've kind of just taken a full survey of how to get right internally. And we'll continue doing that for probably the duration of um, the season. But um, today is just really going to be like a booster shot. I've just come back from an amazing conference for women and or for podcasting women. And it was everything. It was so good. I learned so much. There's so many things that I took away that I'm like, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And so I'm excited for the next season. But, um, you know, in the middle of all of that, um, I still wanted to be consistent. This is why the podcast isn't out at like 1 a.m. or whatever. Um, Partial poor planning, mostly poor planning on my part. But today we're talking about the distance between. And so with the distance between, um, I want you to kind of just think about the moments where maybe God has shown you like, hey, this is where we're going. Or you have this desire bubble up in you and it's like, man, I want to be that person. I want to be free of this thing. I want to finally, you know, unwrap and untangle myself from this bad habit or whatever it may be from the fear, from anxiety, um, wherever the, the like, hey, this is the self that I see myself being. Um, think about that person, you know, because I know for me, a lot of times there'll be this moment where it's like, I want to be free of being like so critical of myself or others, you know, and um, as I've walked through things in this season of my life, there are moments where it's like, ah, you know, I finally want to get on the other side of this. I finally want to stop doing this. I want to stop being this way. I just want to be free from X, you know? And, um, you know, immediately there's this like barrage of, you can't do that. Well, how are you going to get there? Like, what's that even look like? How are you, you know, and all this, you know, flooding pressure of what you can't be and how you can't do it. And all of that comes in and you can be so discouraged by, that the the voices or the voice that rises up that tells you why from where you are to where you're trying to go is an impossible chasm and you will never never traverse it and as I was thinking about this you know and kind of having a moment like that myself it was like a day where um, I'd gotten up and like everything was wrong everything was off (laughs) and I it was just a lot and um, I finally got outside because I had my quiet time outside and I was just so so frustrated and, um, you know, as like, I'm kind of into the Enneagram partially because that's just something that's interesting to me, partially because personality typing and all of that is really fun for therapists as well. And for type ones, if you know anything about the Enneagram, uh, type ones are kind of labeled the perfectionist, um, or the moralist, I think in some places, but one of the characteristics of them is that they have this gnawing, relentless self-critic. And for the longest time, like I never, even with my um, Myers-Briggs kind of being self-critical was a characteristic of my type. And I never really identified with that. It was like, yeah, I don't really deal with that. That's not really something I have an issue with. Um, 
until this morning where like I had like my car was dirty. I should have cleaned out my car and I should have done this before I got out. Now it's really frustrating to get in my car and it's this, this, and this. Oh, I should have done that before. I wouldn't be running late before. I wouldn't be running late if I would have done that before this. And just just this barrage of all the things I should have done that I didn't do that have now led to this moment of frustration. And um, I'd had supervision with my clinical supervisor at, for work and, you know, always trying to tweak and get better. But just like thinking about all those things, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to do this overhaul. Jesus, what is wrong with me? I've got to fix myself. Where do I start? You know, and I'm feeling like the one, the frustration of that, but also kind of in the moment where God was like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with you. Granted, you need to come in balance here and maybe be a little bit more sensitive to my nudges there. I don't, we don't need a, a personality overhaul. But in that moment also, the Lord was like, that is called self-criticism. That is being critical of yourself, you know, and hitting this moment where it was like, oh my gosh, this thing that was at one point latent, you know, I didn't recognize it in myself. God kind of raised it up and was like, this is not helpful. This is not my voice. This isn't anything that I'm trying to use to make you more like Christ. So this we need to look at and figure out how to begin to unroot this, uproot this. Um, and you know, in that moment it was like, okay, <laughs> but God, I, I don't even, how do I do that? You know, like where, how, when, what, where, where do you even start? I feel like I've been this way my whole entire life. And that, that again, that distance between, and what was really beautiful and what continues to be beautiful about the Lord is how accessible he is and the things that he wants for you. He's not dangling them right outside of your reach. The enemy would like to come in. I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. So if you remember the children of Israel, right? They leave or they're emancipated from bondage, slavery in Egypt. And what should have been an 11 day journey took them 40 years. And along the way, there was so much complaining. Oh, did you bring us out here to die? We had we had flesh pots all day that we could have been eating from back in Egypt. Like clearly God God has just brought us out here to, to kill us, to, to slaughter us all in the desert. And God had already like, hey, this is where we're going. He'd spoken through Moses. He'd proven that he was capable and strong and, and was willing to take care of them and cared about them. But they just got caught up in unbelief, like just got all the way caught up. And God was like, hey, that was where you were. This is where we're going. And that distance right there from, and it was 11 days, y'all, 11 days. In the matter of, hey, this is where you were. This is where I want to bring you. They were caught up in so much unbelief, so much complaining, so much defeatist thinking. They didn't even get there. Didn't even get there. They had to die off before the next generation could go in and inherit the promise because Here's the thing. You've been promised overcoming. You've been promised Christ being more fully formed in you. You've been promised um, overwhelming victory. Take heart. I've overcome the world. Like that is your inheritance, right? Just like the, the promised land was the inheritance of the children of Israel. But what the enemy comes to do with his voice and his suggestion is to tell you that that is not where you can. You can't get there. You won't get there. You'll die on the way. <laughs> you know, like God isn't faithful. He brought you all this way and he's going to leave you. He's going to fail you. He's not going to take care of you. He's not going to come through for you. And what he's trying to do is suggest he's trying to spoon feed you unbelief. Because think about Jesus's ministry, right? The only time Jesus couldn't heal, didn't heal, was because of a city or town's unbelief. Um, and so for us, the only way that our, our impede in, what is the word I'm looking for? Our inevitable progress is stopped as if, if we 
settle down in unbelief. If we get caught up in, in complaining and bitterness and, and mistrust and distrust of God, because if you distrust him, you can gain nothing from him, right? Um, and so the goal is to not get stuck in unbelief, really. The first goal is to not get stuck in unbelief. The second goal is to just believe God, right? So Joshua 1 opens up with Joshua and Caleb after the death of Moses, God kind of commissioning them, like saying, hey, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to go with you. Um, I'm going to basically ungird the loins of your enemies and guarantee your victory. Only do not be afraid. Let's look at it because who doesn't love Joshua 1? All right. So we'll check out Joshua 1. Um, I'll just read one through nine because, yeah. So after the death of Moses, the servants, of, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses's minister, Moses, my servant is dead. So now arise, take his place, go over this Jordan, you and all this people and into the land, which I'm giving to them, the Israelites, every place upon which the sole of your foot shall tread that have I given to you already. He hasn't gone and possessed it, but he's like, I've given that to you. That's yours. As I promised Moses from the wilderness and this Lebanon to the great river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, Canaan, and to the great Mediterranean Sea on the west shall be your territory. So I'm already outlining what's for you. Verse five, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses. So I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Verse six, be strong, confident and of good courage for you shall cause this people to inherit the land, which I swore to their fathers to give them. God had already promised to their fathers to give it to them. Anyway, verse seven, only you be strong and very courageous that you may do according to all the law, which Moses, my servant commanded you turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. Have I not commanded you be strong, vigorous and very courageous. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed for the Lord. Your God is with you wherever you go. So God had already told them where they were going to go. And this is instruction. He's like, hey, let me tell you something. This is where we're going. I've already set this aside for you. Nobody is going to be able to, to withstand you. Um, and you're going to go in and, and possess it. You're going to take up the thing that I promised. You're going to inherit it. And so for us, God has promised us victory. God has promised us overcoming. God has promised us abundance. He's promised us direction. He's promised to be with us. Um, God has given us his word. And so... The enemy comes to cause us to be like that former generation of Israelites, to look at the distance and be like, God isn't faithful. He won't do it. We can't cross it, right? How? We've always been this way. How we ever change? Your mom was this way. Your mom's mom was this way. You come from a line of critical women. You're going you're gonna to be that way too. You come from a line of, of no good men. You come from a line of men that never stayed around for their kids, that never did any. How can you become what God is showing you he wants you to become? You can't. The distance is too great. How will you ever? Where do you even start? You've been this way, you know, whatever it is, for, you've, you've been anxious your whole life. How, how, how are you now going to stop being anxious? How, where, like, no, this is, this is a thing that I, this is who I am, you know? And I, and I really, guys, I know I don't want to be insensitive, but I do. I, I want you to go in and possess it. I don't want you to be discouraged. I don't want you to get caught up in unbelief and be like, this is who I am. I want you to go in and possess what's yours. And I don't want the enemy to lie to you and keep you from it. That like with all my heart, I don't want you to be condemned. I don't want you to feel guilty. I don't want you to feel any of that. I want you to feel empowered. I want you to begin to dream. There's this song by Kirk Franklin called Imagine Me. And in one of the darkest periods of my life, 
one of, right? Like this, this past season was rough. But in one of the darkest seasons of my life, that song, Imagine Me, became a beacon of hope. And I think sometimes we discount, I have to get myself together. I think sometimes we discount hope because you don't realize that hope is your creative power pulling you into the future, into the future you. That if you can begin to see something on the inside of you, that it begins to create a a force that pulls you into that thing, which is why vision is so important. You know, without vision, the people cast off restraint, Proverbs says. Without vision, the people cast, without a picture of what something is for, where we're going, who we're supposed to be, we just do whatever. Without a picture of how whole I want to be, I may not ever pursue wholeness. Without a picture, I I realize, um, you know, there are these these, these values that I have for my life um, in relationship, in, you know, being a person of integrity and career that that I hold dear. And in some areas of my life, you know, I think about like with um, relationships with men, um, that there are some things that I'm like, this needs to be in place. This needs to, to go boom, boom, boom. And in and, and times past, you know, people that have been close to me, I've, I've pushed that on them. Been like, wait, 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 why are we dating this guy? What's going on? You know, or, hey, what is, why are you in this relationship with this woman? Who is this? Like, what was happening? But that's my vision, right? Like, that's the standard. That's the picture that I have internally of, of the direction of my life. Um, but without vision, people cast off restraint. If they don't have a direction, if they don't have an image of, hey, this is what I want in my bloodline, right? Like, this is the person I want to partner with, the type of person I want to partner with. Um, for my generations, then we kind of just move in whatever direction. Um, and, you know, that, that, but that's my personal vision, right? And so for you, whatever the, vi- I want, one, is their vision, right? And then two, as God is beginning to bubble things up and to show you things, don't get discouraged. Only believe like, hey, he said, hey, be strong, be confident, be of good courage. Oh, we're going to take it. We're going to possess it. And you know what? Little by little, that generation of Israelites went and dispossessed the enemy of their territory and took inheritance, took possession of what was for them, what God has said was for them. And so for you, it's going to be little by little. Don't get discouraged. It's going to be little by little. We've talked about this, but again, shot in the arm. It's going to be little by little, but in the little ways, dispossess the enemy right? So I go back to me feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm a super critical person. What? How am I going to stop? How do, how do I stop? And I want you to be encouraged by this as well. There have been places in my life where I was like, I don't know how I'm ever be that person. I cannot see myself without this, this like handicap over here mentally. You know, I've always thought this way. I don't, I don't, I can't imagine myself not, you know, um, it's really by God's power that we move from one place to the next, from glory to glory and strength to strength. We just partner with him. We just respond to his nudges, but it's really the, the momentum, the movement happens by his power. When I was going and walking through like dread and anxiety earlier in the year, um, there were definite moments where I would, where I would look at a verse and be like, Ooh, I don't believe that. (laughs) You know, like I can sense within myself the unbelief. I don't believe it. Um, and I don't understand why that matters or I don't get like, God, you've got to increase my capacity to understand became one of my prayers, right? Like increase my capacity to understand, increase my capacity to win. God, you've got to give me some wins here. Like you got to help me understand. 
And little by little, there are things now like First John four eighteen. That was when I was like, what, what, what relation does this have to anxiety, like the dread that I'm feeling? But now in this space today, I'm like, oh, that has everything to do with it. Because if I know that perfect love casts out all fear, I'm not going to be waking up with dread and, and fearful because God is with me. He's for me. And what the enemy is trying to tell me is that he's not, that he's not for me. He's not on my team. He's not going to come through. He's going to get rid of me, actually. You know, like all of that. Um, but for us, it's about not getting stuck in unbelief. It's about God. Okay. You said that I would X, Y, and Z. You said, don't be anxious. You said, be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication. And what's beautiful about the instructions of God is that whenever he gives us an instruction wrapped up in it is the ability wrapped up in it is the power. You know, um, my, my spiritual dad says, you may not always be inclined to be obedient or to walk in whatever God is calling you to walk in, but you are always empowered. Right. Um, and so a lot of times with his, with, with God saying, Hey, don't do this, do this. He gives you instruction. He's like, don't be anxious. Think on these things he's given you in that. So, Hey, you're going to go up and possess it. Be strong, be courageous. God is never going to tell you to go do something without giving you the power and the ability to do it. That's just not how wrapped up in the instruction is the ability. Um, and being changed is not necessarily a matter of your efforts. Right? Like Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So you don't have to get like, oh, I don't know that I have the strength. I don't know that I'm going to have the endurance. I don't even, how, where? Oh, he's going to give that. He's going to give that to you. He's already given that to you. I've given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. You're already equipped with what you have to do, what you're called to do. There's a verse in Galatians, and I've talked about this. I want to say it's Galatians 3, like 20, 21. Um, and it talks about Peter and Paul and, and Paul's like, hey, the same God that outfitted and, and equipped Peter for the, for the ministry to the Jews has outfitted and equipped me to the ministry for the ministry to the Gentiles. And so the God that is commissioning, commissioning you to be the, the bomb.com mother, the amazing sister, the amazing entrepreneur, the uh, like phenomenal student, the great basketball, whatever you do, God has already equipped you and outfitted you for that. So don't allow the enemy to come in and tell you that you can't be it. He's already given it to you. Before God started start, he gave you everything that you would have need of. Put it in your bag, your little knapsack that you were taking with you on the journey of life. And so now it's about, okay, God, I'm going to believe you. And the next thing after believing you is I'm going to take the next right step. This is like an Oprahism, which is funny because, you know, Oprah, I don't have any issues with Oprah. Oprah is an individual living her own life. Be, be great, Oprah. Be great. But sorry, y'all heard a page flip. Um, our model has to be that of, of the children of Israel, that second generation, right? Where it's, okay, God, I'm going to believe you. And then what's my next right step, right? So for the children of Israel, they went tribe by tribe, city by city, town by town. Okay, God, who's the next one? Who's next? Okay, let's eat them up. <laughs> like, okay, let's go dispossess them. And they just moved little by little dispossessing former inhabitants of the land that God had said was for his people. So take it little by little. Take it next right step, next right step, next right step. Um, we'll probably get into this next week. But with being self-critical, it's been, okay, there's that awareness now that I'm, I'm talking to myself and should have and ought to's and why didn't you, right? Okay, God, what's the next right step? Don't be critical of others. <laughs> oh, you know? Okay, God. And so God is open. He's just constantly as I, okay, we dispossess the enemy of that thought space. We're not going to batter ourselves with shoulda, woulda, couldas. Okay, what's the next right step, Lord? All right, pay, pay attention to when you're being critical of your sisters. 
of your brothers, of just random strangers, you know, be, be mindful of that. Okay, God, I can, I can do that. I can dispossess the enemy of the next place. And now I'm on my way to being kinder, not just to myself, but to other people. And not even just as simply as that, I'm, Christ is being more fully formed in me as I go, I can be who you're calling me to be. So I believe you. I'm not going to allow the enemy to talk me out of my inheritance by getting me to, to set up in discontentment and unbelief. We're not doing that. And then God, okay, so what's my next right step? Because I'm empowered, because I've cut off the enemy, how do I, how do I dispossess him of what's mine? So I want to encourage you to think of those, those things, those steps. If this was crazy and completely unorganized, I'm sorry, y'all. It's, it's, I'm talking it out as, as it's like, as it's made sense to me. And so I'm trying to connect this for you. I hope it made sense. Um, but I, I want you to believe God when he shows you where you're going, who he wants you to be. I don't want you to get caught up in the enemy's lies about who you can't be and why you can't go and possess that. Don't, don't be the reason that you don't inherit God's promise for your life. Like that is the worst, the worst. Um, and thirdly, just, okay, God, he's faithful, right? Like he promised to guide us continually in Isaiah 58, 11. Um, he'll guide us continually. So God, what's my next step? How do I, what's the next thing I need to do to be, to steward my life or my health or my money better? What's the next thing that I need to do to actually be a productive member of my family? What's my next right move? How do I, how do I then begin to actively walk out what you've already given to me, what you've already said is mine? So I know it was shorter, but I, you know, shot in the arm for you. Um, So this is Monday or maybe by this time, it'll be Tuesday when you listen to it, but it's Monday when this gets out. So that's on you. Just kidding. Um, so, um, as always guys, make sure you're following us on Instagram. Um, I have plans to expand out to other social media, um, platforms, but we'll see what those look like. Um, if there's any way that I could be praying for you, definitely, definitely, definitely email, um, walking podcast at Gmail. Let me know. Also, guys, can you tell me what you'd want to hear? I'm probably going to make a post this week on Instagram, like just asking what are some topics that you actually want to talk about? What are some things that you'd love to hear on the podcast? Even if there are people that you would love to see or hear on the podcast, that'd be pretty cool. Suggest folks. Um, and even if they're like resources, like I like reading. So if there are books that you're like, hey, can we like, ooh, would you guys like a book club? I don't know. That's That might be a lot. We'll see. Anyway. If you have any ideas, email them to walkingwellpodcast at gmail. Follow us on Instagram and that's walkingwellpodcast. That's at walkingwellpodcast. Um, my brain was like, wait, <laughs> what do, what's the symbol? Where does it go? Behind or before? Um, and then if you enjoy the podcast, definitely share it with someone. Um, if it's been a blessing to you, I guarantee someone else is walking through something similar in your life and it could be really helpful for them. Um lastly, rate and review. So on iTunes, because I don't know that there are other um, platforms that allow you like Stitcher, Google Play, but maybe they do allow you to review however you listen. Um, When you go to available episodes in the iTunes podcast app, um, there should be a place all the way down at the bottom where you can leave a rating and then review it. I love reading what you guys have to say. I can definitely shout out my, my ratings people, my review people, um, because they're awesome. And I'm thinking about doing some giveaways for our super fans. So, um, definitely plug in that way. So you'll be in the know when we're doing like a giveaway or a shout out. So, 
With that being said, this is the week that the Lord has made and there is good in it. It's Monday. It's still a good day and God is with you, which means that he's on your team and he's for you. So no weapon formed against you will prosper, but also he's causing things to go well for you. So there's no reason that Monday can't be a great day for you. All right. So sis, bruh, have a great week. I love you guys. Boss it out. Bye.